Did perimenopause or menopause catch you off guard? Weird symptoms appearing from nowhere? Wondering who is this person who's inhabiting your body? And most of all, having no one to talk to about it? It happened to me too. And with all the chaos that it was causing me, I knew I had to figure it out. I dug in, reading often outdated books and searching obscure references on the internet. I learned how our shifting reproductive hormones mess with every cell in our bodies. And as I realized how complete this hormonal disruption was, I became determined to help other women understand and control their own menopause journey. Because menopause matters. And here, we talk about all things menopause. I'm your host, Jean Andrus, and this is Menopause Matters, the podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Menopause Matters, and I am your host, Jean Andrus, the menopause guru. And today I have with me Danielle Ralston. Danielle is an ADHD CCSP. Oh, she is an alphabet soup here. <laughs> ADHD, Master Life, CBT, REBT, FBT, polyvagal theory, hip, hippo, no, no, clarity. Oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, clarity and goal setting, career entrepreneurship, and the sales coach. She does more than I do. Oh, my gosh. And she's been an ADHD coach for 25 years and counting. She's worked with over 1,500 ADHD, ASD, and divergent brains between the ages of 10 and 70. She understands the science of how our brains work because she wasn't going to let ADHD run her life and hold her back from being remarkable. I can, she continues to train and be certified in new protocols for the ADHD brain so that she can offer her clients the best support possible as science catches up to coaching. Boy, do I love that last sentence as science catches up to coaching. Do you think they'll ever do it? No. No. Um, because science science is missing the human element to it. And it, and it looks at things based on physio physiological only without the emotional intelligence almost always. And it both of them need to go together because if they don't, you're missing a big piece of people. And even, even there, I mean, it doesn't even include the mindset and all of the other woo pieces, which we find so important as coaches to really helping our clients see what they can become. So I started looking for somebody to talk with about ADHD when I noticed on my my Facebook feed in the last several months, a number of women that I knew in early perimenopause to mid-perimenopause or later being diagnosed as ADHD. And I started looking at the way, and I've talked about this on numerous podcasts, but how we, quote, multitask or seri cyclic serial tasking and how when that goes away, we feel ADHD because our world isn't working like it was. So Danielle and I started this conversation about a week ago, and I wanted to continue it today 
with Danielle here on the podcast. So Danielle, I am so happy to have you here with me and let's dive in to why women in their 40s and 50s are seeing this diagnosis coming up when perhaps they didn't think it happened before. It was there. Well, first, thank you for having me. I love these conversations because again, science and coaching haven't caught up and we're missing a big part of understanding why we're having issues. So there are a couple things that come up for me when I get a woman that's been late diagnosed, which I think probably 50% of my clients are that at this point, maybe 60 at this point. <laughs> um, and, and, and the big thing is one, the diagnostic criteria has been wrong for ADHD, ASD, uh, other neurodivergent things, because ADHD is not the only di neurodivergent diagnosis. Right. There's so many others that fall into that. And they've been wrong for years because you want to know who they used as their model? Oh, I would, ADHD? Think, six, I would think six year old boys, boys right? <laughs> little boys. <laughs> little boys ADHD. who just aren't well, really like, mature enough to sit still and are being asked to in the classroom. Another, that could be a whole nother discussion. Let's not have it. <laughs> that's a major discussion. One, six year old little boys, but that's only one type of ADHD. They aren't looking at the other neurodivergent spectrum for even the, those six-year-old little boys. And then they're taking um, college-age students, mostly men, for the other part of the diagnostic criteria. Yeah. Yeah, excuse me. 50% of the population here. Uh -huh. um, but we have periods, so we're not the same all, all month long. So it makes life no, difficult. No, so <laughs> they don't even bother. Um so one, the diagnostic criteria is vastly not correct. Even for boys and men, it, it's not correct. Has not been for years. Um, and even the new DSM that's coming out oh. doesn't look like it's going to be any better. Oh, no. Um, and then we take in hormone shifts into, into action and decreased estrogen decreases our dopamine. The thing that helps us stay organized and keep our brain going and keep our mood where it needs to be because dopamine and estro estrogen and endorphins and serotonin all depend on one another. Right. It, let me just go back one quick thing. We really did do alphabet soup with you, with you. And many of my listeners may not be aware of some of these things. So DSM. DSM is the diagnostic uh, symptom management criteria that doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists use to diagnose someone, but it's wrong. It's been wrong for years. Coaches right. have known this for years. Well, and most therapists know this. Therapists yes. that work in our, it work well with neurodivergent brains, not all therapists do. So I have to say that, unfortunately. Um, I went through four this year trying to find one that understood a neurodivergent brain. So it, it is difficult, even for somebody like me, who is this far away from being a therapist. I'm not licensed. That's the only thing that makes me not a therapist. And I couldn't find somebody to help me when I was looking for my own help. So that 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 is not a very good indication <laughs> to me of what's out there and available to us. So therapists don't understand, psychologists don't understand, psychiatrists don't understand, medical doctors definitely don't understand because one, that's not their specialty. And two, they're trying to base it on a diagnostic criteria that is terrible. And then you throw in, as you said, the hormones. And what we know 
is that estrogen and progesterone have uh, receptors throughout the body and they have interactions with other hormones. So double that, double the whammy. And all of a sudden, things that have been working one way all our lives, we get into our mid 40s or early 40s or late 40s. And all of a sudden, things aren't working quite quite the same or not at all the same. same. And a lot of that, you know, you can be, a lot of times we're talking about spectrums here. In mm-hmm. fact, we're almost always talking about spectrums. We're talking about some women come in with certain amounts of abilities and practice being organized in certain ways. And other women come in with much less of that and Mm -hmm. whether or not that's innate or trained i mean it it it, they're mixed there again because it is a spectrum so the mix comes in of i i think the most common things that i hear from my clients that come to me is they used to be able to multitask and they can't multitask anymore which means they're failing in their job or they're failing at home or they're just so overwhelmed by everything everything is overwhelming they're exhausted they're not getting enough sleep they have insomnia now um they're gaining weight like they wouldn't believe uh their their husband chewing and eating dinner across the room is she they want to murder their husbands all the time uh, <laughs> and and your Sometimes. clothes hurt your hair hurts your earrings hurt your you can't wear your watch on the same wrist that you used to wear your watch on i i've heard this from people and i'm like oh okay let's go take a please go to a doctor and this type of go to a functional medicine doctor go to a hormone clinic and get your hormones tested not your normal pcp yeah and i think i've told you i work from symptoms so i can take that sim- same symptom list and come up with a Uh, a theory of what's going on hormonally for women. I can't say it's a diagnostic because number one, I can't say it's a diagnostic. And number two, it is a theory. It's, it says, let's start with assuming it might be this and let's go down the, the list and see where it comes out. And functional medicine doctors have a much more ready access to the tests for that. But let's, Let's still be aware that many functional medicine doctors aren't menopause specialists either. And they're not, they're not. Yeah. So one of the biggest things I I tell, I have a list of online functional medicine clinics that I I have worked with either through clients or myself. Um, And they specialize in some of these things. And uh, I also have, there's a few... uh, hormone clinics they're popping up all over the country now in the u.s that are really fantastic because they're not just testing your hormones they're also testing full thyroid panels instead of just the one little bit that right or norm you can get your your regular pcp to test your full panel but you have to badger them into it almost always um hormone panels they never test for enough. You can, if you're, if you have a pcp that is willing to listen to you then you can badger them into doing what you want but most women are have just been de- 
I have had a few women who have been diagnosed as high anxiety or some mental health condition and nobody's willing to listen. And it's just their hormones that are off mm-hmm. or their PCP said, well, your hormones are normal. You're getting old. That's part of getting old. No, that's not an excuse. Well, yes. They, oh, you're just getting old. You're just going to have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And the truth of the matter is you don't have to just deal with it. And in my book, I, I just want to be me again. I cover there's what I think are seven different ways of dealing with menopause, seven broad categories. Um, and only one of them involves just grit your teeth and bear it. And that's probably the one least likely to be reasonably effective for you, uh, except for surgery. Surgery, mm-hmm. surgery, hysterectomies suck as a treatment method methodology. Don't yeah. don't get even started on how that affects us. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it, uh, it even increases the hormonal imbalances that we're dealing with. So. What we're trying to do is see how this relates to ADHD. And we've, you and I have both talked about this uh, multitasking thing. And the part of the brain that talks, that deals with multitasking is a very small part of the forebrain and it's estrogen driven. So when Mm -hmm. it goes away, this ability goes away, uh, diminishes, let's say. It's probably still not as bad as your husband is at this. <laughs> what can I say? And you get doorway syndrome. Uh, you know, most women I talk to in their 30s have no idea what it's like to walk through a door and not have no idea what they came into the room for. And yet men and older women have that happen all the time. Why am I here? What am I doing here? It's this parts of our brain that are estrogen driven, and yet we're habituated to using them to get around in our daily lives. Multitasking is a skill that we are expected to perfect as young, young girls. They expect girls to be able, they never expect a boy to be able to do it. That's good because they can't. (laughs) Men can't. But the problem with that is just that thing right there that we're teaching our young girls to do and even our young women as they're getting into college and growing past college and stuff. This actually, and and we can prove this, causes brain damage. Mm. Because you are burning your cortisol levels out. And this is why so many women, millennial women, women in their thirties are feeling so overwhelmed. There's so much anxiety out there because we're burning them out. What do you think, what level do you think that has on your hormones for when you're going to hit menopause by burning yourself out in your twenties and thirties? That's awesome. We increase the cortisol. We make it more difficult to make the residual cord, uh, progesterone and estrogen because those those all three of those hormones and include and um adrenaline or epinephrine and testosterone in there so the the six uh, adrenal hormones when you have need cortisol and you're asking for cortisol it's going to make that first 
but all of them come from the same precursor. Oh, by the way, mm -hmm. and that the precursor to the precursor is actually cholesterol. And now we say, okay, your cholesterol shouldn't be above a hundred. So you don't even have enough of that to make the, the things that, that you need to make things to function. that you need to make. Yes. Well, you, you get people on the, these crazy diets in our diet culture is just another whole, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I could spend there. 20 years. <laughs> yeah. But, but you had to, when you aren't eating a balanced way and you're not functioning in a balanced way, you have extremes in any area, multitasking, sleep, work, ethic, all of these things. Anytime you have an extreme, you are burning something out in your body that you're going to need later. Yeah. Yeah. And your adrenals are super important once you hit menopause, because when you hit menopause, your ovaries have been making the progesterone and estrogen they needed, you needed. Then it's left over to the adrenal glands. Oh, and by the way, you're fat. Your belly mm -hmm. fat makes some of that. So uh, our diet culture hurts there too, because... This is, excuse me, some of our residual hormone making stuff. Mm -hmm. So we want to be able to continue to make the best use of what we've got. Then we want to bring cortisol down. We want to stop trying to multitask because it's just frustrating us because we can't do it as well as we used to. Oh, I'm. I'm terrible at it because I used to do DBA work, which was all about multitasking was start a job, go do something else, start another job, go do something else. It's all about that multitasking. It's all about that for nurses. It's all about that for school teachers. When you think of a teacher in a classroom moving, when you look at any Jimmy industry, to Johnny to, to yeah. Keisha, they're doing all of that multitasking and remembering where they were when they come mm -hmm. back around. Any industry that you look at that is a woman, female dominated or neurodivergent dominated industry, being a database <laughs> administrator is a neurodivergent. Uh, probably what? industry. Yeah, it is. Well, so I, I come from IT. I come from project management and development and breaks fix world, database administrators, network administrators, 90% of my team was neurodivergent. And I had a team of 25, 90% of them. And I worked with other teams that had them honored and 99% of them were neurodivergent. So any group that you work with that is neurodivergent and or female is a multitasking world. And all of them, and I don't care if they're male or female, because men do go through hormone shifts too. Yeah. They go through them slower. They go through them later. They're they go through them different. They <laughs> go through them different, but they still have these things. So any job, anything that you do that is an extreme is going to burn something out that you need later in life or that you burn out and you lose the ability to continue to mask and compensate for. So let me ask you. You got a 45-year-old 40, woman. She's just been to her doctor, and he wants to put her on Adderall 
or ADHD. What, what's your response to something like that? So the first thing I go through is I am not a medical doctor. I'm just a health coach. Me too. Uh, so, so, so let's, let's discuss what your body needs first. And I will give you every bit of medical research you would like to see on this. I'm going to tell you what you should do. Increase your magnesium. There are three types of magnesium that we need. I'm not going to mention them here because, again, I'm not a medical doctor. There are three types of magnesium that we need. Vitamin D3. Everybody is deficient in that in the United States. Everybody. And if you are a woman with higher melanin in your body, you are definitely deficient in that. Omega-3s. We don't get enough omega-3s in the food that we eat. We don't eat enough fish. We don't, and we don't want to eat a ton of that either because there's mercury and all kinds of contaminants and some of those things. So omega-3s. Just those, th those things right there, huge. Then you add something like L-theanine, which is decreases anxiety, decreases cortisol, things like that. You want to look at things for insulin resistance, Rodelia root. And ashwagandha, and, and, and there's supplements in a good supplement in nutrition regimen. I would say, and in, in, this is anecdotal as a coach, I can't give medical advice, but most of my clients that listen to me and start that research and go down that route themselves find themselves not needing the Adderall. Now, I'm not anti Adderall because some of us need that. Because we can't function without it. Because we have burnt out all of the things, so now we have to replace it with something else. And we need that. That's amazing, too. But if you can try to balance your body first, you will have an easier time on the Adderall and less issues with having to change the med doses and all of the things that go with that, too. I want to I wanna emphasize, too, that um, understanding what's going on is huge. Mm -hmm. Because... We think we're wrong. There's there's this wrongness about being diagnosed with ADHD or any of these other things, or just being diagnosed with menopause. This is we we demonize it, and mm -hmm. to know that this is normal, that the way you think is not going to be the same now as it was before. This is all hugely important to, to being able to deal with it because it allows you to relax about it. Mm -hmm. uh, because one of the other things that happens with it is the memory blips. And being 68 now, uh, I, I feel those memory blips. I'll get into a conversation and I'll go, oh, shoot, there's another noun that just went bye-bye. It's not mostly nouns. Um, and I know I'm not, I know this isn't dementia because I know what it is. I know how it's, how, how estrogen is affecting my brain and making it not work quite the way it used to. So I can relax into it and be happy with it and say, hey, forgot that name or whatever the noun, noun happens to be. But I think knowing that is huge for helping women understand that it's okay. It's okay not to multitask the same way. It's okay to walk through a door and not know what you came from on the other side. It, it actually has a name. Doorway syndrome really is its name. 
It's out there in the research. All the guys know it. They're used to it. Women in their younger years, it didn't happen that much. And now it does. Uh Understanding why. Understanding why is such a huge deal. And I think it also, and a lot of women are getting diagnosed when their kids get, they're filling out the form because their kid is bonkers. You have that six-year-old boy who is insane and you're filling out the form going, wait, this is me. Wait, this is, wow, I, I did all of these things. And it does, there's a bit of, at first there's a bit of, um, why didn't somebody notice? They didn't know. Like nobody tried to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Nobody bothered to figure it out. And and yes, there's some frustration that goes with that. But then there's a bit of, oh, this explains so much. And now I know why I've done that. And now I know why I, I can't do that now and why things have changed. And why, knowing the why is a huge part of being able to accept yourself and move ahead. And then dive into the right research because how many of us have tried every diet on the face of the earth and every supplement that anybody has ever told us is going to help us do the thing and they don't work and we've gone down this poke and hope path for years because no doctor could answer what was wrong for us and now we finally know that we have to get our hormones back in balance we have to support our progesterone and estrogen systems to give us the best possible levels of those naturally or in some cases with with replacement therapy not a big fan of replacement therapy for all women but sometimes it has to happen and then you can see where you are because if you're not in balance if you're not supporting that natural balance or that optimal balance then it's it's like trying to um trying to see how fast you can run when you have a broken leg you know you can't until you fix the leg you can't you can't see how fast you're going to be able to run because something's in the way of you seeing that and that, that's just the same thing with our hormonal balance so you and i approach this from a very similar standpoint and we didn't talk about exercise or stress relief or sleep or the dozen all of the other uh, i mean there's so many things that affect all of that i think you and i could talk probably for two hours on this stuff easily yeah yeah we could we could and i think uh i i do hope that this has given our my listeners a sense that this isn't abnormal you're not you're not crazy. You're not the only one. Um, you may be on one end of that spectrum, and that's okay. Doesn't matter where you are. If you're a little bit not neurodivergent, that's who you are. If you're, if this is just something that's coming with menopause, then there's things that you can do to to support your body, and they're the same whether whether you treat it from. Danielle's perspective or mine, it's all about supporting your body to be the best and be in the best balance it possibly can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Danielle, how can people get in touch with you if they'd like to learn more about your practice? 
host the original ADHD coach.com. Uh, you can find me at Danielle, the original ADHD coach on Instagram or TikTok. Um, though TikTok is new, so there's not much there yet. Uh, <laughs> but my, 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 uh, website is there. And I offer both group program options and one-on-one coaching to women and men. Wonderful. 10 through 70, she says. 10 through 70. We, and we, I actually have a school teacher who works with our younger crowd and I do as well. And then uh, we expand all the way up and we are working with a lot of women who are in this per- particular time of life and helping them find the skills that they may not have been given as a child. Terrific. Danielle, thank you so much for joining me today. And I will put all of those that information in the show notes. Thanks for listening. I'm John Andrus, the menopause guru. If you liked this episode, please take the time to leave us a review and uh, subscribe to the podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Menopause has many annoying symptoms, but not many are worse than the lack of sleep. If you are one of the 90% of women who suffer from menopausal insomnia and or fatigue, I'd love to offer you my free download, Five Tips to Get Better Sleep Tonight. You can get it at menopausematterspodcast.com slash sleep. And let me know which of these tips works best for you. 